Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to season three of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast with your very special guest, well, it's me. (laughs) Over the last couple of seasons, you would have probably got used to me talking to special guests pretty much every episode, Um, guests ranging from Olympic athletes, Paralympians, friends, coaches, and anyone really that I thought would bring value to your life and be able to help you live a healthier happier, longer life. But this season, I wanted to keep things really real. And for that reason, I've decided to to kind of go solo for most of this season. It might be the odd guest here and there, but for a large part of it, it's just going to be me because I want to share my experiences. I want to share how I live my life and how I try to stay fit and healthy. Because over the course of this 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast journey. I've actually turned 40 myself, and I assume that most of you are around 40 years old, if if not older. And it's all very well to listen to coaches talk about what you should do, how you should live your life, but I want to actually share how I live my life and, and the, the things I do on a daily basis that that hopefully keep me fit and healthy and well. I, I happen to know due to recent checkups at the GP that that I am fit and healthy on the inside. I I try to remain fit and healthy on the outside as well. And I'm a strong believer that if we get the inside right, the outside will take care of itself. So over the course of this season, I want to share all different aspects of my life. And I want to share with you, as I said, how I try to stay fit and healthy. Now I say try because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And you know, you may you may get that impression from listening to a lot of podcasts or seeing a lot of coaches on social media, always sharing the good stuff and every now and again sharing a, a bit of a, a low post on how they might have struggled with something over the last few weeks and how they've coped with it and got through that that particular phase of their life. But this podcast now for season three is going to come to you every Monday and I want to share with you something that's happened during the week or, or pretty much everything that's happened during the week really. I want to give you a real honest account of of how life is really for a health coach and how life is for someone who is myself over 40 and trying their best to stay fit and healthy. All the all the little things I do on a daily basis to, to keep me fit and active and healthy and, and happy and confident in the hope that you will pick something up along the way and there'll be there'll be parts of my life that resonate with you. If I'm if I'm traveling a lot one week and I'm struggling to, to fit in healthy meals Maybe you'll you'll really understand that. Maybe you're someone who travels to work every day for two to three hours. You know, you've got a big commute every day and you're struggling to fit in healthy meals or you're struggling to find a time when you come home to, to spend with your loved ones or, or to prepare food in the evenings. And, and I'd rather you pick things up from me talking and sharing my experiences rather than me telling you what to do. Because I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of audio books and there is a lot of people out there telling us what we should be doing and how we should be living our life. Well, it doesn't always fit for me to listen to Joe Bloggs on a podcast to say, this is how I live my life. This is how you should live yours. It doesn't always work like that. 
So maybe if I just share my experiences, you will pick something up along the way. That's certainly my hope from season three of the podcast anyway. And as things do get a little tougher from time to time, I want to share with you how I don't make excuses for, let's say, traveling again. You know, I might be traveling a lot this week and I'm struggling to eat well. I don't use the traveling as an excuse. I have to find a way around that. And I have to find a way to continue to eat well and to continue to look after my own health whilst traveling. There is no need to look at, I'm doing 12 hour days. That's an excuse or that's a reason why I can't do something. It's not. It's a challenge. It's a hurdle. And we have to find ways around that. Life does not get put on hold just because we've got something going on in our life, just because we're working an extra shift, just because we've got the kids to look after, or we've got to walk the dog a few extra hours each week. Life doesn't stop for that reason. And we have to find ways around that to continue to look after our life. Because once we get old, we can't get these years back. It's all very well saying, I'll put this off and I'll put this off. But it will come back to haunt us all eventually. If we neglect our health in the early years, it will come back to bite us in the ass when we're older. And it will end up causing us problems with our health as we get older. It will also diminish the length of our life as well. So it's very, very important that we look after ourselves now so that we can have a healthy, happy and longer future on this planet. So let me set the scene for you right now where I'm sitting because this podcast is coming to you from somewhere totally different in season three. I've recently moved house and I say recently, talking in the last couple of weeks and I'm now sitting at a new desk with new surroundings looking out a new window. I've still got Oscar, my golden retriever, sitting by my side, well, sleeping by my side at the moment. We've moved to a nice village location. It's it's peaceful, it's quiet, the, the neighbours are lovely. It's just a beautiful place to live. I got woken up at 3.30 in the morning last night by owls at the end of the street, and it's just, it's so peaceful, so quiet, and so idyllic that it just, it kind of forces you to live a healthy life because because you want to, because it's not a stressful situation. It's just, it's a lovely, lovely place to live. And sitting doing this podcast here is actually very calming. For some episodes in the previous two series, it might have been a little bit hectic to get the podcast done. I'm trying to pick the best place and trying to trying to quieten the noise in the background or I'm, I'm by a busy street or I've got people in the background in the house making a noise. Right now, it's just me and Oscar in the house. Oscar's asleep and it's just beautiful and peaceful. And I'm sitting here at my desk with my microphone, with my laptop, sharing these stories with you wonderful people listening to the show. And that's what makes me very excited for season three, because I get to sit here and and share my entire experience in such a peaceful way and such an honest way that I'm sure you're going to get a lot from it. They do say that moving house is the most stressful time in your life. And and I've got to say, it's it's not actually hit me yet. It's I've found the move quite easy. Um, we didn't actually get a removals van. We we rented a van ourselves and moved our own belongings through a couple of trips in a in a van. And the only real stress I found whilst moving was was actually driving the van. They put such a heavy excess on when you rent a van. I think it was like twelve hundred pounds if you scratch or dent the van that. That was the only stress. I was driving around, please don't scratch my van, please don't scratch my van, making sure that no one goes anywhere near the van, or parking in, in the farthest reaches of car parks and things, just to make sure no one dinked my van with a shopping trolley or something like that. 
Um, that was the only stress. Other than that, the move went very, very well. And I don't think that's because anything was different with, with our move to anybody else's move. It, we, we still had to do it all within a day. We had we had certain time constraints. We had to pick up keys from the estate agent. We had to do everything that everyone else has to do on a normal move. But I just think that over the years, learning to manage my, my state and learning to manage my stress levels and not letting other people's emotions and actions and words and behaviors affect my internal state. And I think the years of doing that just made the move quite peaceful and quite easy, if I'm honest. And I've said many times that that self-care and that self-development of learning to manage my stress has probably been the the biggest game changer in my life. It really has affected every part of my life and every day of my life. I mean, we all know that eating well, drinking lots of water, moving every day, getting good sleep, some meditation, they all aid in a healthy lifestyle. But there is a reason they call stress the silent killer. Stress is everywhere in the modern world. It's everywhere we turn. And it's with us every minute of every day if we allow it to be. Like I said, this the move could have been the height of, of stress. You know, it could have been the most stressful situation going. In the end, it was just an easy day. We had time constraints to stick to. But other than that, and other than the van and the excess, not wanting to get charged £1,200, it was a very easy day. It was just methodical and we just went about it in, in a methodical way and just stuck to the order that we had to do things. There was no arguments. There was no stress. There was no no road rage, no panic. It was just an easy day. But that has come about through years of, of learning to manage my stress levels. And, and when we sit back and think about it, we think about maybe a typical day. Now, there's thousands of people listening to this episode I'm not going to sit here and say that all our days are the same because they're not, but there are similarities between all of our days and the stress levels between all of us will be similar in, in to a degree, okay? So from the moment we get up, and for a lot of us, the first thing we do is pick up our phone. Our, our phone tends to be, for most of us, on our bedside table and we wake up and we're sort of half asleep and... What do a lot of us do? We pick up our phone and we start going through social media. Now, when we do that, we we take in other people's stories and other people's lives. And we've got enough shit to deal with in our own life without the first thing we deal with every day being other people's shit. And that's what we do. We, we open up our phone into someone else's life, into someone else's world. And it's a bit like when you read a review on, on any product or service online. 90% of people who leave a review leave it because they want to moan about the product or the service they've received. Not many people actually leave a review to say, oh, it was a wonderful product, a wonderful service. I'm really happy with the delivery. You know, if you receive a good product or a good service, service, sorry, you just accept that that's the way it should be. You don't feel the need to go onto Amazon and, and write a review about the amazing cat toy you've just received because you've received what you what you requested and as far as you're concerned that's how it should have come so you would only then go on there to write a review if you moan about it and unfortunately a lot of people who go on social media only go on to vent and to moan and try and get some kind of reaction or sympathy and an understanding from others about what they've done it's a bit like 
a bit like being a member of parliament. You want to go in there and go, oh, my neighbour's dog's just done a poo in my garden. And you want everyone to go in there and go, yeah, yeah, your neighbour sucks. Yeah, you need to go and tell your neighbour this and you need to go and do this and throw the poo back on their lawn. And, and you want people to understand what you're going through and to side with you. And that's why a lot of people post on social media. So when you pick your phone up first thing in the morning, that's the kind of crap you're taking into your brain and you haven't even woken up fully Yet already you're ingesting other people's problems into your brain. And it's a terrible, terrible way to start your day. Then you go from social media. And for a lot of ladies who listen to this, you might then get up and, and start to get ready. And then you get that point in the morning where you have to look in the mirror. You know, where you, you're getting dressed for work, you look in the mirror. And you don't look the way you want to. Okay, maybe the reflection has changed over the years and you're not quite happy with the reflection that's coming back at you. And... It might be a bit depressing. You might feel, in the words of a lot of my clients, you might feel ashamed or embarrassed or angry at yourself for letting yourself go over the years. And that's that's two things straight off the bat that have caused stress for you first thing in the morning. Then you try and address as well to to maybe impress others at the office. You know, you're, you're putting your best foot forward, if you like, putting your best clothes on, but your clothes aren't fitting quite the way you want to. So you're trying to cover up a little bit, maybe wearing something a bit baggier than what you would like to wear. And, and again, it's more stress. Then we leave the house, we're driving to work and there's road rage. And, and it's road rage, maybe not from you, but maybe from others. Okay, but you're already in a heightened state of stress from the social media, from the, from the getting dressed in the morning. And it only takes the slightest thing on your way to work for you to get stressed. You know, it's amazing how many brand new BMWs do not come fitted with indicators nowadays. Am I right? You know, you, you go to a roundabout and the person who just pulls off left and doesn't indicate and you're left there fighting your way through the traffic or trying to cross the traffic. And that one little gap where you could go and someone pulls off without indicating, it's so frustrating and it causes road rage, or you might even witness road rage from others. And again, your stress levels are going up and up and up and up. By the time you get to work, your stress levels are easily over 50%, easily. Then you go into work. If it's a Monday morning, you've probably got all the all the catch up from the weekend, depending on what your job is. You've probably got lots of emails to go through. Your boss is hassling you pretty much from the word go. And that carries on then for the rest of your day. The only break you might get is maybe a lunch break or a tea break. What do you do in your lunch or tea break? You go back on your phone, you go back through social media, and you top up them stress levels, which are already now incredibly high, even though you may not notice they're there and they're bubbling away under the surface. But yet in the only downtime you get from that, you choose to go on social media, you scroll through Instagram, you scroll through Facebook, and you top them stress levels up. And if you're not on Facebook listening to people rant and rave about what's going on in their life, you then might be going through Instagram, scrolling through all these apparently perfect lifestyles and all these women who are looking amazing on the beach and in their bikini, just making you feel sad and depressed because that's how you used to look and it's not how you look now. Or you see someone the same age as you doing the same thing, who's who's living the dream life, you know, is, is working from the Maldives all day and is living in on the beach in a bikini and she's got the perfect husband and, and why is your life not like this? You know, this is how your life could have turned out, right? But it's just, it's depressing and it's sad and it raises your stress level yet again. On top of that, to add to them stresses throughout the day, you're probably a bit busy. You've probably not had time to prep your food. So you're eating processed foods again, which adds to your stress levels. 
and then you've got your drive home in the rush hour. It's exactly the same as it was in the morning, but only this time it's a little bit worse because everybody's stress levels are a bit higher because you've all been at work, you've all been through that same kind of day, eating the processed food, getting hassled from your boss, taking in your social media crap. Then you drive home. Everyone just wants to get home twice as quick. When you drive to work in the morning, everyone's a little bit slower. You know, everyone doesn't feel the urge to, to get to work, you know. so But when you're coming home, everyone wants to go twice as fast because everyone's just keen to get back indoors and, and sit on the couch and, and connect with their family or watch some TV or just get away from the office. So everyone's driving a bit quicker. Everyone's being a bit more daft on the road, doing a few more stupid things. No one cares about other drivers. The road rage goes up. Then you come home and you think, great, I can relax now. I can be stress-free and and I can just chill out. But it's not like that nowadays because we have the work emails. They, they still bombard us when we come home. You know, your boss, you've probably been commuting for half an hour. Then you come home and, and your boss is sending you emails for what needs to be done tomorrow or can you do this tonight? And you just you just feel the need to to catch up a little bit. You, you know, you want to reply to a few emails because you don't want to go into work tomorrow with another 100 emails to catch up on, right? So it'd be easier if you if you just went through this 20 emails now when you get home. And then then you don't have time for, or quality, you don't have quality time for your family, for your loved ones. You maybe don't have time to, to cook a nice dinner or prepare some nice food. And it all eats into your time. And throughout this entire day, your stress levels from the minute you've got up have just gone up and up and up and up and up. And they don't die off because you've got less time in the evening. You haven't got time to, to be with your partner, to walk your dog, to prepare your food. You, you may find a bit of time to chill out and watch a bit of TV. But while you're watching TV, again, you're probably scrolling through your social media. Before you go to bed, the last thing you do before you put your phone on the bedside table is scroll through your social media. And it's all adding to your stress levels. The blue light from your phone is all adding to your stress levels all the time. Now, I can't go into detail in this podcast about every element of your day that I've just talked about because otherwise you'll be listening to this podcast for the next three or four weeks. But let's talk about just a couple of the points there raised. Let's take the road rage, for example. Now, I I used to be so, so guilty of road rage, um, particularly when I was in my 20s. Um, probably a typical 20-year-old driver, I suppose, quite new to driving, only been driving a few years. The cars have started to get a bit better at this point, a little bit quicker. And I've started to get a little bit cocky on the road, started to feel like I'm probably the best driver going, you know, all the old fuddy-duddies are getting in the way and and no one can drive as well as me on the road. So I, I'm going everywhere really quickly from, from point A to point B as quickly as I can. I believe everything I'm doing is right and everything everyone else is doing is wrong. And everybody who does something that I don't agree with, I'm shouting at them or I'm beeping my horn at them or I'm giving them hand signals. And I'll be the first to admit that I was an awful driver in my 20s for things like this. But I would even convince myself before I go out that people are going to annoy me on the road. I'm going to convince myself that people aren't going to indicate roundabouts. People are going to be driving too slowly for me. And what happens is I go out and I find these people because I'm already looking for them. Subconsciously, I know they're going to be there. So I look for them and I'm just waiting for that moment to be offended. I'm waiting for that moment to be angry. It's almost like I want to get angry with someone. I want to go out in the car and shout at someone or beat my horn at someone. And it, it is almost like I'm not going to be happy 
if I have a perfect drive. A perfect drive with no incidents isn't going to happen. It's never going to happen. There's always going to be someone who pisses me off and I want to shout at them. But what did it ever achieve? It achieved nothing. All it achieved was raising my stress levels. And I wish I knew then what I knew now. Because every drive in my probably throughout my 20s must have been so stressful and I apologize now to anyone who might have been in the car or anyone that may have driven past me or anyone that I've maybe beat my horn at or shouted at because I was I was a horrible person when I was in my 20s when I was driving my car for this reason and it didn't achieve anything other than raise my stress levels and reduce my lifespan and that's the long and short of it that's that's all it ever does. But being in a car and venting your anger at others is a bit like being on social media and venting and and moaning about people on social media. You do it because you feel an element of safety. I could sit here now on my laptop and I could type anything about anyone on social media and I could say what I want and I'm safe because I'm sitting here on my laptop. I could could write down that Mr. Joe Bloggs, I don't like Mr. Joe Bloggs, he's a horrible person, he used to do this to me, he used to do that. And... And I could shut my laptop and walk away and it's done and it's said. And it's the same in the car. You can drive past someone, shout at them, you can give them the finger, you can beep your horn and drive away. It's safe. But there is absolutely no way in the world I would talk to that person in the car like that in like face to face. Or I wouldn't say that about Joe Bloggs to his face. We do it because we feel an element of safety. I mean, oh my God, I'd, I'd shout at lorry drivers when I was in my car. I can drive off, right? It's fine. But there's no way if I'm in the middle of the street, I'm going to shout at this huge big lorry driver because he's just going to he's going to pound me into the floor. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, in a car, I feel totally safe to do that because I can drive away. And that's what people do. They get very cocky, very safe in the car, and they feel much bigger than they actually are. So definitely think about that next time. Next time you're going to vent on social media, next time you're going to have a little bit of road rage and shout at someone, just just ask yourself, would, would I do this in person? And the answer is probably not. You know, like Apart from maybe the extreme cases, you're not going to speak to people like that. So don't do it when you're in the car and don't do it when you're on social media. But driving nowadays, whether I get stressed or not, whether I get angry or not, whether I show any road rage or not, driving is a very stressful pastime now. And it's something that I used to enjoy, but but now I drive as a necessity when I have to. I, I really don't enjoy it, and I try not to do it if I can help it. But I have learned whilst I'm driving, instead of getting angry, instead of moaning or beeping my horn, I learn to laugh and I learn to, to smile at situations. If someone doesn't indicate a roundabout, instead of getting angry, I take a big deep breath. And I just sigh and I just drive on because I know that if that person who doesn't indicate affects my stress levels, it affects me for the next five minutes or so. My heart rate goes up, my blood pressure goes up, does me no good whatsoever. In the meantime, that person's gone. They have no idea. They're they're like 10 miles away by now. They have no clue they've affected my stress levels. They might not have failed to indicate on purpose. They They might have had a faulty indicator and they don't know about it. It could be umpteen reasons why they haven't done that. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why they haven't done it. I'm not going to let it affect my stress levels. And they're just a big, and just on we go. No matter what the situation is, just just let it go. Just smile, laugh, and just carry on and just proceed to the next part of your journey. Because letting them stress me out just affects how I drive for the next five to 10 miles. And I don't want that to happen. So 
learn to laugh, learn to smile, learn to turn the other cheek and, and learn to let a few things go. And we touched there on the social media. Social media is a wonderful, wonderful thing. There's a good chance that you've maybe found this podcast from social media. You might watch my videos on social media and you, you might read my blogs on social media. And there's there's so many good things to be found on social media and on the internet. But unfortunately, it's a place that is also full of negativity, full of trolls, full of shit and full of time wasters. And it always will be, I'm afraid. When we scroll social media, which we all do, we consume others' lives, whether we want to or not. And it's a very, very bad way to live our life. It's a very it's a very good way to waste our own time by consuming other people's shit. As I said before, our, our own lifestyle is or can be very stressful. And there's a lot going on in our own lives without then taking on and overloading on other people's problems and other people's issues. And if it's not negativity and it's not anger that's being thrust towards us, it's just it's just pointless shit. It's people sharing things because they feel that they should or because they've got nothing better to do. And I would hope that everyone listening to this does have something better to do. There is a better way to spend your life than than listening to the guy who's telling us that he's just had an amazing dinner or a lovely cup of coffee with his friend. We, we don't need to know that, okay? We just don't. The simple rule here is that it's the same as the road rage scenario. If you're not prepared to say something to someone's face, then don't say it on social media. You wouldn't knock on my door at 11.30 at night showing me the kebab you've got in your hand to say, this is the best kebab I've ever had, would you? So why do you feel the need to post a picture of a kebab with the tagline of, oh my God, this is the best kebab I've ever eaten at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night? You just wouldn't do it in person. So don't post it on social media. Try and use that for for the good that it is, for catching up with friends and, and family and, and educating yourself and learning a few things. But But please try not to waste your time on social media by pointless scrolling. It's something that that I've definitely been addicted to in the past as well. Like I say, I'm I'm not um, not holding my hands up and saying that I'm I'm perfect here in any way, shape, or form. I've I've definitely been addicted to that, and I do have to catch myself every now and again just just scrolling through a a Facebook or an Instagram feed, and I have to just give myself a little bit of a telling off. Um, one of the biggest things I've done is to filter out the people that that do share all the negativity and do share the anger. And I I delete them from my social media and I just make sure that I connect with positive people, people who can educate me, people who can inspire me, people who can raise me up. And that makes a big difference because even if you are caught scrolling down social media, then you're only scrolling good stuff. You're only scrolling through people who will raise your level, will improve your lifestyle and will make you happy and, and share things that are positive and to pick you up when you're feeling a little bit down. And this constant scrolling on social media takes away from the things that, that we could be doing in this world, the wonderful things that we could be doing. Like I said at the start, sitting up at 3.30 in the morning, listening to owls. It's a, it's a strange thing. It's not, it's not something I expect everyone to get, but but when you're in a village and it's just peaceful and it's quiet and you can lay there and it's just it's just still and you can listen to nature at its best, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Many of us like to watch David Attenborough programs about wildlife and nature and we're all fascinated with that. But when it's on our doorstep, 
Suddenly we don't seem so interested. Why is the owl not as important as maybe the polar bear that you see on your TV? It's all nature. It's all connected. We're all one. And it's all amazing. And when it's on our doorstep, we, we choose not to ignore it. And we go out and we're on our phone, constantly looking down at the screen rather than looking up at nature. And if you remember the old Center Parks advert of there is no time to stand and stare, it's very true. In modern life, it is so true. We don't give ourselves enough time. I've, I, I laid out there the the sort of typical day for most of us earlier, and there isn't time in that day to stand and stare. The only time we do have we then spend on our phones or on our laptops or on our tablets scrolling social media and it's a it's not a good way for us to live are we really going to be happy at the end of our days when we're on our deathbed thinking oh yeah i remember that day i read about dave and his kebab it's just not going to happen but i'm more likely to remember the time when i woke up at 3 30 in the morning listening to the owls or the time i went i mean that where i live now there's a there's a christmas tree farm i'm going to go to my christmas tree in a couple of weeks and it's a Christmas tree and reindeer farm. I'm going to remember going and seeing the reindeer and stroking the reindeer and feeding the reindeer more than I'm ever going to remember anything at all that I've seen online. I can guarantee it. So we need to make time in our lives to to connect with nature and to, to stand and stare a little bit more. And, and that alone will naturally reduce our stress levels. And stress is responsible for so much in our lives. It's responsible for so many forms of of cancer and so many illnesses and so many early deaths and and so much depression and anxiety that yes you can have tablets to to reduce the stress uh, sorry to reduce the anxiety and to to handle the depression but if we just reduce the stress in our lives and found a little bit more time to connect with nature and to do things that our human body is meant to do to get out and breathe some decent fresh air to to eat some fruits and vegetables and drink some fresh water. Them simple things alone will help reduce anxiety, reduce the effects of depression, will make us live a, or will help us live a healthier, happier, longer life. It really can be so, so basic. And, and this stress, this silent killer, is bombarding us in so many ways that we need to take ourselves away and find natural ways to reduce that stress. For me, staying away from from the digital world is is pretty tough. You know, I run an online business or a largely online business, and it's very very hard for me to to stay away from that world because because I need it. I need it to make money. I need it to live. Uh, right now, I'm sitting in front of a laptop, in front of a microphone, and it's an it's an essential part of my business. But I try to make sure that. I use that for good and I use it sparingly as and when I need to use it. Like I say, try not to scroll, try and catch myself, try and try and minimize my time on social media. I turn off notifications so that I'm only on there as and when I choose to be on there. I'm not being told when to pick up my phone, when to answer my laptop. I choose when I do that by turning off notifications. Every Sunday we have a car-free and a digital free Sunday. So we get back to doing what we need to do on a Sunday. We get time to relax and in, and enjoy the village and enjoy life and going out in nature and, and walking Oscar and doing things that we need to do for our own self-care, some meditation, some yoga maybe, some exercise, some prepping some good food, all these kinds of things that we maybe don't get a chance to do during the week. But let's not waste our one day off as it might be on a Sunday with driving to DIY stores, you know, to 
to, to spending our time on social media. For me, it's very, very important to have that day off of both. I spend a lot of time driving from from event to event and from client to client, and I spend a lot of time on my phone during the week. So Sundays are a dedicated switch-off day for everything. The car stays on the drive, the phone stays upstairs, and that's me. I try and just do the things that my body wants to do, the natural things, and try and relax and de-stress. Even if it's just that one day a week, even if the rest of the week is a little bit hectic and is a little bit stressful, at least take that one day a week where you can get out in nature, prep some food, relax, and you know maybe drink a bit of coffee, have a bit of cake, but just just do the things that you want to do. Spend some time reconnecting with yourself, with your loved ones, with your family, and enjoy life on this planet. Because I guarantee you remember you remember the coffee and the cake on the Sunday with, with your family or the roast dinner when you go around to your parents. You'll remember that as you get older. And when your parents aren't here anymore or your loved ones aren't here anymore, you remember those moments. You won't remember the time you spent on social media. Okay, and it's very much the same for me when I'm walking my dog. Walk my dog, be with him, connect with him, laugh, joke, play with him, watch him. Because unfortunately, dogs are not on this planet for a very long time. And it's very important for me to to be with him and be present with him and to be part of that walk with him. And so he knows that I'm not just taking him out because I need to take him out because he has to do a wee and a poo, but because I want to take him out. I want to spend my time with him and I want to have a good time with him. And that's very, very important to me. So if I do any work on a Sunday, for me, it's it's very much about no digital media. It's a case of picking up a pen and a paper. And if I need to write notes, if I need to write anything down, I do it in the old fashioned way. I try not to pick up my phone. I would encourage everyone to allow a little bit more mystery into their life and, and try not to feel the need to to Google everything, you know. Try not to pick up your phone to to Google and answer everything. You might watch a TV program and think, oh, I recognize actress. Oh, what was she in? What have I seen her in before? And, and I guarantee for most of us, within three seconds, we've picked up our phone and we're searching the actress's name and the previous film she's been in. Go, oh, that's what I remember her in. I, I remember, I knew I'd seen her in something before. But... Try not to do that. Try not to reach for the phone all the time. Try and allow a little bit more mystery into your life and also allow your brain to work a little bit more. Allow your memories to work because we'll all develop Alzheimer's and dementia when we're older because we're not using our brains now as we should be. We're not we're not trying to bring up memories of where we saw this person before, where this has happened or where that's happened. We're just Googling it straight away and we won't have a brain to use when we're older and we'll find that we're all sitting in rocking chairs dribbling because we we haven't got a brain that, that is being used in the way it should have been used it's just basically died off through inactivity so let's try and use our brain as much as we can and embrace it go back to basics try not to try not to follow the herd try and try and put that digital media down and and stick to the basics and and like i said at the very start this is just me living a life at 40 years old and trying to live in the best way possible, trying to trying to live in the most basic way possible without being ridiculous about it, without going and living in a tent in the wilderness. I am still living in a in a modern house. I'm still living with te- technology in front of me, like I said, with a microphone, with a laptop. But I'm doing things around that to reduce the stress and to get me away from the blue light and to, to connect with nature and do all the things on a daily basis that can hopefully, in years to come, help me maintain my health help me live a happier, longer, healthier life with, with less problems, less joint pain, less less illness, less injury. And that's what I want to share with you throughout season three of this podcast. So let me wrap up 
episode one of season three now. Um, hopefully you've got something from that. As I said, hopefully you can get some some hints and tips and maybe just feel, you know, some of the things I've said there might resonate with your lifestyle and, and maybe help you live a, a healthier, happier and longer life as well. But tune in every Monday. New episodes will be released, released every Monday morning on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. So please tune in. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. But not only that, coincided with my move and a few little changes within the health buddy business there's also going to be a video released every wednesday as well and you'll find that on my social media channels so to prevent scrolling through social media again just subscribe to my channels and you'll get notifications when i when i post the video and it's only going to be a short video every wednesday but it's going to it's going to cut through the fluff it's going to cut through the crap of the politically correct world and it's going to share real life help and advice that you rarely find nowadays. Everyone's so concerned with being very PC and not saying the wrong thing and not upsetting someone. But I'm actually not that bothered by that. If you're upset with something I say, fine, don't watch my videos again. I have no problem with that. But my goal is to share things that really work and to and to share honest stories with you and to show what really needs to be done to live a healthier, happier life. And if it means upsetting a few people along the way, then I'm sorry, but so be it. But I want to share actual, real advice that gets results. And no pandering to, to the masses. This, you know, it might not speak to the masses, but it will speak to one or two of you. And, and in all honesty, if I can help one person through the videos or through the podcast, I'm a happy man. So so make sure you're connected on Facebook. Make sure you're connected on Instagram to my accounts and you get the notifications. You won't need to, like I say, you won't need to scroll through everything. You'll just get, you'll get notified when the videos go up, when new content goes up like and subscribe to the podcast for the same reason and if this episode has helped you out in any way shape or form or you've just enjoyed the episode please go over and leave a five-star review it really does help me it helps the ratings it helps the podcast reach more people if you haven't liked it absolutely fine i wish you all the best in your life but if you do like it please rate and view it's very very important Um, other than that i will see you on my social media channels on wednesday when i release my first video and if video is not your thing I guess I'll see you back here next Monday for episode number two of season three of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Live a healthy, happy life, and I'll speak to you again soon.